Welcome to the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a podcast for the innovators from the experts. We know that you're busier than ever, and the last thing you need as a business applications innovator is a lengthy, drawn-out podcast where you walk away with the possibility of learning something new. Well, that's how the Digestible Dynamics Podcast is different. Each episode will contain one digestible tidbit about Dynamics 365 that you can immediately apply to your business. With the combined experience of three decades in the business application space, Dr. KJ and I understand that the power of technology is not about the features and functions, but rather the value it can bring to your business to help you transform and drive growth. That's why we'll focus on the most useful things that you need to know about the Dynamics 365 platform. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Digestible Dynamics Podcast, the podcast for the innovators from the experts. KJ, I have a confession to make. (laughs) What is that, Kevin? Well, even though I've been in technical sales now for a decade, I suck at coding. I couldn't code my way out of a paper bag. I've tried to learn, but it just wasn't in the cards for me. I understand and appreciate the value of being able to code, especially in the context of business applications, because with that knowledge, you can extend applications, create integrations into other solutions. But coding isn't something that I can do. I tried. It just doesn't work for me. For whatever reason, my brain can't, it doesn't click. Well, Kevin, you're not alone. I'm exactly the same way. I took a Java class in college and I was lucky to pass it. So I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of tools out there to learn how to code, but it's just not for me either. So luckily for you, as powerful and extensible as Dynamics 365 is, you really don't need to know how to code to leverage the value of the power platform. You're 100% right there, KJ. And when I've built solutions for customers for product demonstrations, I didn't have to write any code. The best way I would describe the experience with Power Platform is through Excel. If you've ever done any type of functions in Excel, you know, do the sum of this, the average of this, or if that, those types of functions are what the Power Platform leverages. Yup, and that's the tip of iceberg right there with the Power Platform. With it, you can create virtual agents that customers can interact with to help solve their customer service issues, or you can create a custom app that can be used for tracking sales activities, or you can create automations that can update multiple records simultaneously at the click of a button. But we're not the experts. So Kevin, do you mind introducing today's expert? Can do, and it really sounds like the limits of the Power Platform is your imagination. But like you said, let's let our expert share their thoughts. So Digestible Dynamics, KJ and I want to introduce you to this week's Dynamics 365 expert, Brian Schaefer. Brian has been in the business application space for over 13 years. He has been an end user, consultant, program manager, software engineer, and solution architect. In those 13 years, Brian has worked across various industries and with organizations of all sizes. One of the accomplishments Brian is most proud of is building pandemic response applications using the power platform during the height of the COVID-19 crisis. And I quote Brian here, he said, it's very rewarding to see technology help people in near real time. So without further ado, here's Brian Schaefer to talk about the power platform. Hey, Brian, I do wanna ask, what is the power platform? Hey, KJ, so the power platform is basically a low code, no code platform that leverages things like out of the box connectors to 500 plus 
third-party tools, uh, app maker experiences that are low-code, no-code. If you can use PowerPoint, if you can use Excel, if you can use WYSIWYG uh, portal design experiences, you know you have the ability to build apps, and these apps are able to be built within a fraction of the time compared to traditional development apps. So. You know, like what kind of experiences can you create for users, right? We can build apps that can expose your business data to customers via external portals. So think B2B, B2C experiences. Uh, you can create apps that look great on a tablet or phone. Think about something that someone would carry around to maybe a job site or doing an inspection. You know, they have a set amount of functions that they need on the device and those can be created very quickly. You can also create integrations uh, between you know, any third party system within those 500 connectors as well as API. So really leveraging your data state and automations, things that people were doing manually, you can create model driven applications that um, have a user interface that allows things like reporting and searching based off data models that you can create without having to be a developer. I have customers who are using bots uh, to automate and create you know, numerous channels of getting automated self-help, whether it be SMS, WeChat, WhatsApp, a portal, even within Teams. And one of the newest things which I'm super excited about is robotic process automation, which is the concept of thinking about, think about the things that you do daily that take time that you could really go on autopilot. I almost think of it as like our digital assistants, like Siri, uh, Alexa, uh, Cortana, right? We ask them to turn off the lights or set our coffee maker uh, to start at 7 a.m. Think of applying that to your business and using robotic process automation to really save employee time. And again, these are all things that you can do in these low-code, no-code experiences. Wow, Brian, that is amazing. So if I can look at this a little differently, you're telling me I can take my legacy system or business process and I can now automate that with Power Platform. I can I can look at it in uh, with Power Automate. I can automate those processes. Definitely, this is a way of really breaking down the silos between business data and allowing organizations to really get the most out of their data estate. Right, your data is one of your most valuable business assets. Right, so. We're able to do that, KJ, in a number of ways through these low-code, no-code platforms and build all of these experiences. I love that. I love that. And that kind of leads into the second question is, what is the power plat? Why or why is the power platform really appealing to our users? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's empowering. Uh, you know, going back, I've worked in software and I built software and I think about that time I wrote, you know, the first Hello World application, you know, it wasn't really earth shattering, but when you take it to the next level and you create something that's creating value for your organization, right? You're making more money for your business. You're saving money for your business. You're keeping them compliant. Um, being able to empower people at different levels in the organization is something that uh, all of my customers are telling me they're super excited about. So, you know, think about pro developers, giving them a low code, no code way of creating apps faster allows them to spend their time creating higher value functionality. So pro devs love it. It gets a lot of the hard work, the work that you have to do when you stand up an app like permissions and security. Um, it, it puts it in the hands of a trusted Microsoft you know, cloud service and you can start building that value. 
Um, people who are kind of quasi-technical, kind of like myself, right? A BA or I understand technology, I'm not coding every day. Uh, it really empowers me as what's called a citizen developer, right? So I can build applications that are impactful uh, on a personal level for my own productivity within an organization, but as well as for the full enterprise. So a whole new, uh, whole new area of your business can now create value in software. And uh, this is one of the things that uh, is a constant theme that we're hearing about, right? There's a lot of macro events out there. Uh, you know, we have inflation, we have hybrid work that sprung up out of nowhere. Companies are reacting to COVID. Uh, there's a lot of use cases and apps that, that need to be developed and there's a labor shortage, right? So there's not enough people uh, to build all of these applications. So to think of taking your workforce who understands your business, you know, better than anyone, right? And giving them the ability to create apps is really transformational uh, for organizations. Man, Brian, I love it. You, you talked about a number of things there. And the way I understand it, well, let me ask you this. How does the Power Platform work in conjunction with the Dataverse? Because in our last episode, we introduced the Dataverse to our listeners. So how does that play into itself, the Power Platform and Dataverse combo? Yeah, they're yeah you know, they're they're definitely one and the same, right? Uh, I can tell you, you know, firsthand is working on software at Microsoft. You know, everything works together out of the box. So, DataVerse is one way of storing data. It's a dimension. It's a service. Uh, it's and a storage uh, capability that's available. So you can build power apps um, on top of your DataVerse and expose those applications to other users. So think of a portal, right? There's a Power Portals product which can connect to your Dataverse. So in a low-code, no-code way, you can build a Dataverse application which stores your structured uh, company data, you know, similar to the way uh, Azure SQL would store it. You have a model-driven app that people can interact with, and then you can expose that through the portal uh, to people like distributors or vendors or customers. So it really connects and enhances the use cases uh, of your Dataverse. You can even expand it internally uh, and build apps that look great on a tablet or phone where users only need to access three or four records. So it's a great way to extend the use cases of Dataverse, and you can even build automation using Power Automate to interact with the other systems in your enterprise. So it's it's the hub uh, of Power Platform, and it really gives it a boost and, and strength within the enterprise environment. Man, I want to ask you about some creative ways customers are using it, but the way I think about an analogy for Power Platform, Dynamics 365, uh, and Dataverse would be Power Platform, if we're thinking of a house, Power Platform is the foundation, right? And then the different business applications could be the different walls. They, they form the rooms that are there. Uh, the end users are the people that live there. Let's say the utilities would be the data. I think of the the Power Platform as where you build off of that, the applications are the rooms, and then the people who live there are utilizing the utilities and then you can extend it with Power Platform uh, to the ability to interact with it in a certain way, ability to, to trigger, you know, create a smart home. Is that a fair understanding, or am I out of out of uh, out of pocket there? Yeah, I, I I really like that analogy, right? And to kind of add, add to it, right, the Power Platform is 
the foundation that you know you need to scale, right? This foundation is strong enough to hold, you know, two stories of lumber and and pipe and wire and, and materials, right? And you have that strong platform. And as you build the pipes, Power Platform can even be used to create those very pointed experiences, like a refrigerator that tells me when the milk's running low, or uh, you know, my my TV that that knows just the recommendation to make for me. So it's really being able to extend those experiences, and I I really like the utility analogy. I'm probably going to steal that one from you, Kevin. <laughs> Perfect. I I welcome it. Go ahead and use that. Now I want to ask you, what are the creative ways customers are using Power Platform today? You touched on a number of them, but I know that you the expertise that you have and the uh, citizen developer experience, you've created some cool stuff. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, I can tell you a couple uh, you know, stories of ways that you know, I have personally seen Power Platform used, and this was uh, during the pandemic. So in my previous role, I was a software development engineer and um, we were building kind of industry solutions and March, 2020 hit and you know the world kind of stopped and didn't know how to react um, so we started using the Power Platform to basically build um, frameworks and and um, solutions for people during the pandemic. So we supported a lot of organizations in um, their vaccine management efforts, how they distributed information about vaccines and aid. Uh, we had a lot of customers who kind of opened up their uh, facilities uh, for those processes, and uh, we were able to build applications and uh, modules that they could take on right away uh, to really start serving the public. So it was really cool to see Power Platform help people uh, on a daily basis and see how you could actually take um, an idea to help someone build it and, and deploy it in a matter of weeks. Uh, very, very powerful to see firsthand. Brian, I love the COVID-19 use case. So one, one last question we want to ask you is what types of use cases take advantage of the entirety of Power Platform? And can you please give us some examples? Sure, sure, Kevin. So, you know, with hybrid work, uh, we've really realized, you know, what systems need to be uh, exposed internally and where employees are spending their time supporting things that could be automated. So think of the example of uh, asking where a package is, right? You call somewhere, you spend maybe six, seven, maybe 10 minutes on the phone with a rep to understand the status of your order and the tracking information. I've actually worked with two or three organizations in the last month that have had that exact same problem, and they spend upwards to $500,000 to $800,000 a year servicing these customers. So by leveraging our technology using bots with a combination of Power Automate and Power Portals, you're able to put a bot on a public website where users can actually ask their tracking and order information. And we find that there's a really high deflection rate with those cases, which actually takes that cost almost 10x lower, right? So employees are able to spend time uh, servicing clients that, that have the more complex cases. They're able to get more value out of their time on a daily basis. Love it. Thank you for highlighting that because it really sounds like there's so many capabilities and you really are limited to your imagination and creativity. That's right. I've heard someone say your imagination is the only limit. So go forth and create everyone. Brian, it was great to have you on today. We really appreciate you dropping by and giving those digestible nuggets to our listeners on the power platform. We look forward to you coming back on the show for a more in-depth conversation on the power platform. All right. Now, digestible dynamics innovators for our next episode. We have a mixed reality expert with years of experience implementing dynamics and mixed reality for customers. Katie Zacharias is excited to discuss mixed reality with our innovators. 
So make sure you tune in next Monday, May 23rd, to hear from our expert, Katie Zacharias. Thank you for tuning in to Digestible Dynamics Podcast, a show for you, the innovators, with content directly from the experts. While we only cover one tidbit of Dynamics 365 per episode, if you want to learn more, head over to our LinkedIn page by searching for Digestible Dynamics on LinkedIn so that we can guide you to the right resource to help you maximize your Dynamics 365 experience. If you have any other questions, email your host, KJ and KG at digestibledynamics at microsoft.com. Until next time, folks.